Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters. Good morning. Uh, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Valley First, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Sumelkameen, sorry, Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. And they also have a robust business and commercial team with the expertise, products, and services needed to help local businesses grow and thrive. For more information, visit valleyfirst.com slash business. And a thank you to Valley First for sponsoring Business Matters and um, having these awesome discussions. So I'm Rob Capello, VP Business Development at Media Group. And I'm excited to welcome Samantha Ulysse. And I, did I get that right, Ulysse? Ulysse, <laughs> close enough. Ulysse, Ulysse. <laughs> I said I would mess it up. I asked and I yeah. messed it up. Um, Samantha, or Sam, as she goes, is the owner of Market Valley Landscaping, and we're talking proud parent to Cedar, the mini golden doodle, which is an amazing little dog, so you guys have to go check out his Instagram account. So, um, Market Valley Landscaper offers landscape design, consulting, yard maintenance, and seasonal displays, which is perfect for the holiday season that we're in. Um, Sam, you received gold in the 2020 Colonial Best of Cologne Landscaper category, bronze in the Young Entrepreneur category, and also gold is voted Kelowna's best landscaper. So you like cleaned up this year. <laughs> cleaned awesome. it up, yes. <laughs> no very exciting it. year for sure. Awesome. Um, so you, uh, you have a very unique story and you've grown a successful business. So we're super excited to hear all about it today. So let's get started. Okay, um, thank you. So why don't you tell us uh, to start off, just tell us about Market Valley Landscaping, you know, who you are and what you do and how long you've been in business, sort of the, a little bit of the Coles notes around sort of the business itself. Definitely. So Margaret Valley Landscaping started in the fall of 2018 um, and our first season was in the spring of 2019. Uh, like you mentioned, our main thing is usually regular maintenance clients. However, we do seasonal displays, designing, consulting, and um, yeah, so it's, it's great to kind of get outside. We started in the spring. Um, I have one employee named Walter and We've just been working so hard ever since. Last year was our first year, and this year we won gold, like you say. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to change people's vision of landscaping and help them kind of better their yard a little bit and get it better understand it. And yeah. So what? Where, I was curious on the name. So Margaret Valley yes. Landscaping. So where? Can, how did how did that come up? What's the origins of the name? Um, my grandmother's name, my mom's mom was named Margaret. She was my favorite person in the absolute world. She taught me so much. We bonded over plants, um, true crime and dramas and the color pink. <laughs> yeah. She was awesome. She actually suddenly passed away on my first day of horticulture school. So that was quite hard. But because of that, I kind of always said, if I do start a company, I'd love to incorporate her name somehow. So Margaret and then Valley because I am originally from Winnipeg so the prairie so the Okanagan Valley is so beautiful so I wanted to incorporate that as well. So Margaret awesome. Valley was born. 
Oh, what a neat story. So I'm glad I asked because I wasn't sure. I was trying to figure out how that sort of tied together. So that's a neat story. So um, when it comes to landscaping projects, and you mentioned sort of you're trying to redefine our stereotypical, you know, thought of what a landscaper is, but um, do you typically, or do you work in commercial, residential, or both? Where do you sort of, where do you find yourself? I like residential. I find it, it's more personal that way. Commercial is good too, but it's more of generic planting, whereas residential is more of the homeowner's theme and style, and it kind of represents them a little bit, which I find is like the whole reason I love it. So I design based on the client, so residential is a little bit more personal. And, and where do you, like, how did you get your quote-unquote green thumb? Um, it sounds like you have multiple green thumbs, if possible. So, like, where did you sound like you got a, you, you had sort of your passion for this when you were a child with your grandma and your mom? Is that sort of yes. where it Definitely. I love plants. I find them so fascinating that a beautiful flower can come out of a little seed. Like that just blows my mind. <laughs> so we say, I've always loved them, like I said, with my grandma, but it was really once I graduated high school, I found a really cool horticulture um, program. So it was called Green Space Horticulture um, and Landscape Design in Winnipeg. So that was a three-year course and I ended up getting a diploma out of it and a really good job and it kind of just kick-started this love of <laughs> love and teaching of plants. And where do you, it was interesting because I was going to ask, that was my expression around sort of, you know, the formal quote-unquote, like the sorry, formal education in yeah. horticulture, which you do. Like when you're graduating from a program like that, where do people usually end up working? Like where do you where do you usually go? Like is it working for other landscapers? Is it municipal? Like where do you typically yeah. end up? Well, typically with my program specifically in Winnipeg, which they actually had to shut down because there was not enough interest, but you you go to school for I think it's six months of the year, and then you have a practicum where you work. Um, and you have to get a job through this program. They actually set you up with a job so you can collect a certain amount of hours to move on to the second level. So from that, if you like the job that you were in because of your practicum, oftentimes they'll hire you full time. Or for me, for my situation specifically, I knew I wanted to move to BC when I was finished. So I actually ended up getting a job in Kelowna from my program. So it worked out. But uh, there's so many options, like so there's a golf course side of it, or there's like a landscape side. So it's kind of cool. It's specific to what you want to do. Interesting. So how, where do you get to, if you're going to, if you're going to start working with a, a homeowner, because let's say the residential side sort of where your passion is, what's the yeah. process you go through? Because I'm assuming, you know, there's inspiration you pull in from your experience, but how do you get that, what the client wants as well? What's that process look like? Typically, especially here, some people don't really know plants, of course, like if you're not interested, you're not going to know certain plants, but they generally take me through their house or they show me a certain style or if they want, if they actually want to get into gardening, we'll pick easy plants that I can slowly teach them how to do, or we pick low maintenance plants altogether. So it's, it's, we could just come three times a year and help them clean, but it kind of just depends on the client. They're honestly all different. It's a wide range here for sure. So yeah and do you pull in where do you pull your inspiration from like where, where do you, where do you get sort of uh, i just kind of i my one of my favorite things is i love to go to bylands and walk around and see all the new varieties so if i see a variety of a hydrangea specifically i'll go to a client's house and i think oh that's a perfect spot for this type or i kind of just wing it to be honest i love everything so it's a test run for me 
That's great, actually. It comes more natural yeah. Right, that way. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. You, we're talking about not being like your typical landscape company. In, in you know, I think yeah. landscape company, and I think I'm going to a yard. Um, you know, they have the gravel, they have the plants, they have the trees. Yeah. Like kind of like somewhat like a bylines, but you you run a different model. Like you don't have yeah. a yard. So where do you source your products and plants? Like where do you get them? Dogwood or bylands for sure. I love bylands because they typically grow almost everything they sell there. So, you know, it's going to be climatized for Kelowna. Um, but dogwood is great too. They have so much options, so much stock. Um, annuals in the spring we'll get from greenery. Like I try and go and help everyone a little bit and see what each garden center has to offer. But bylands for sure is my favorite. And then do you, do you, I would assume when you're doing your design, you're integrating more, more than just plants. Rock Definitely. In that sort of thing yeah. too. Again, you just work with partners to, to bring that in. Yes. I'm trying to make a good connection, I'd say with different trades here. So I have my tree guy, my irrigation guy, and all these different subcontracts, I guess. But if I can do it myself, I will do it is kind of how I try and do everything I can, but sometimes you just need a different resource. But yeah, so everything is kind of just, depending on the person's yard, kind of just go from there. Right, and is your passion more around the design side? Is that sort of what really, where you're, or, or to kind of, do, do like everything kind of start to finish? Uh, yeah, I love, I love, I live for the before and afters, live for them. I love going into someone's yard and doing one thing, taking everything out and redoing it. I love it. But design is one of my favorite things for sure. Um, but because I'm young and this is a new company, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm making all these new clients and relationships. I just love doing the work. So right now I'm going to stay doing the work and try and do it all, but we'll see down the road yeah. what happens. So um, if someone is listening, going like, a question that could could be posed is why work with a landscape designer? Like, what's the benefits as compared to, I don't know, I guess you're do-it-yourself or whatever it may be, but what yeah. are the benefits of working with someone like yourself? It's, well, for me specifically, creativity and out-of-the-box ideas that maybe the homeowner would never have thought of, but mainly though plants, because plants are actually very tricky. And like for I love hydrangeas. If you've creeped my Instagram page, I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> but there is like three different kinds of hydrangeas and they have require different, um, different everything. And if you don't really know that, you could spend all this money on a maybe the wrong variety. So it's really to pick the right varieties for your right location. Yeah, so you're, bringing, so you're bringing the knowledge into, because I suspect even within the Okanagan, like depending where you are, if it's Lake Country or West Kelowna or Mission or wherever, yeah. the varieties are going to be different. The type of tree that's going to that's going to thrive, the type of plants, yes. it's not just the same old, same old. I would assume. And especially like people, um, a lot of my clients, of course, are from Vancouver or Calgary, but Vancouver specifically, a lot of people think that's the same climate, and it's actually quite opposite. So it's interesting to kind of teach them basics on, um, especially in their own yard, so they're not overwhelmed or they're doing it properly. You know. So you mentioned Vancouver, so how far reaching do you go? Like, are, are you traveling around a lot? To, to oh, no. I mean, we, for the work-wise, we go from about Lake Country to Peachland in between. Okay. Um, but in the off-season as well, we're talking about the winter stuff, I do a lot of online consulting. So I consult and design gardens 
right? I helped a lady last year on winter. She was in Australia in Brisbane. So, and like all over, like we have Greece, we have Germany, um, all of the states. So it's kind of fun because it challenges me to look up that zone and look up the different and just continue learning basically. So before, yeah. before COVID, are there, I assume that there's like trade shows and events that you can go to as well to kind of get inspiration. So now yeah. it's happening, how do you do that? Do you, do you, is your Saturday morning wandering around bylines looking what's there? Like, do you do that? Pretty well. <laughs> I pretty much do that on a Tuesday anyways. <laughs> um, there actually wasn't too many like landscape specific, like there's the home and garden show, but um, there was another landscaper here that I was talking to about it. It would be nice if they actually, we created like a actual landscape specific event um, because there's just not enough. There's not enough knowledge in that. And I think that'd be kind of cool for sure. But with COVID now, I'm not really sure how that's gonna work. Yeah, I was gonna say that's another business you can start. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I was doing some research on the company, one thing is, uh, really stood out is your reviews you had a lot of five-star reviews and you know I when we work with clients one thing I always say is that you can say you're offered the best service but there's only a few that actually do it right yeah. so you can say you're the best but you have to live it and breathe it so what really set like wh where does that come from like what sets you apart when it comes to the customer service side because that really stood out to me because you know yeah. I was I think really person saying they weren't happy I didn't find one <laughs> yeah I think it's, I love, um, I love the connection with my clients. I love being invited to their house weekly to clean their yard and be a part of their life. I think I kind of, um, I go a little bit more personal with each and every one I talk to, especially on um, Instagram where I have this following and I, I make a point to answer everyone's messages and answer questions and just get more involved that way. So that way they get to know me a little bit better too. And that is how I get these good reviews because they truly know me and they know I'm not, they know I'm genuine for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, you've done, you've had a lot of uh, shout outs from Jillian Harris. Yes. Found, um, and you, Jillian said you're the person behind her amazing landscaping. How did, how did that all come about? How did that relationship come about? That actually started before I started my company. Um, I, I met Jill through a friend and I reached out because I knew she was building her house at the time in her garden. And I probably suspected she didn't have a landscaper or at least a landscape maintenance person. So I sent her an email and I said, I'd love to come take care of your yard. Um, if you could give me a shot and she answered right away. And five years later, now I'm doing her displays and her front porch displays for her photo shoots and her landscaping. And it's just taken off and yeah, we've built a really good relationship from it too, which I'm always so thankful for. That's awesome. You mentioned sort of your displays. Um, that's one area that, you know, I, I jokingly said before we hopped on the call that talking to a landscaper in December, today being December 1, um, yeah. was kind of in my mind, I'm like, well, that's kind of an interesting discussion. But then when I dug deeper, there's so much more that you do, which is like you just said. So you're doing wreaths and you're doing yeah. these interesting displays around doors and stuff. So can you speak around that sort of seasonality of, how you keep oh, busy it doesn't matter what time it is the best time like once may comes around and you're doing your summer planters oh my goodness you'll never see me i'm just everywhere right. it's awesome because this way you can have um spring planters summer fall winter so you change the displays if you're not really into even landscaping it's it's a way that's a little bit 
it's a different change for sure than just trying to take care of your garden. You can take care of your planters and just have that as your garden. Um, so that got really big. I was doing that before with Jill. And then when I started my own company and we were both promoting it, it just took off. And um, a lot of times too, people don't really know what to plant or what planters would look good. Or so in that aspect too, it's another learning curve for people to see like, this looks good with this and this is how you make a planter and it's just it's so fun it's so different each year what's what's uh trending right now for holiday season what's what's in oh the big reefs i'd say i've made so many reefs my fingers are just like raw <laughs> but it's so fun because these reefs um if you maintain them and i also show them how to do that you can have them for so long like each seasonal display lasts about three months each wow time so it is worth the money and it makes people happy it kind of gets you into the next season and yeah so it's it's a hit it's a big hit here so are you custom making each one for your client or do you make like yes. a bunch of the same ones or, or is everyone sort of unique in a sense i make them from scratch so if they want one previously that maybe they saw in my post i can make the same but they're like eyebrows they're never the same they're always different <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just <awesome>. sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. is there any is there a project you can kind of is you know you said you you launched into 2018 is there a project that really stands out for you something you did you're extra proud of is there something that you can say man I remember working on this landscape or with this client that really stands out for you I would say Jillian Harris's wedding bed so because before COVID they were planning on getting married this year um, and things changed but we created this wedding bed out of nothing it was this empty corner 55 foot bed and we just created like the most whimsical garden out of it and I was so proud because that was the first one that I made on my own and yeah it was just I'll never forget that for sure interesting yeah. um yeah so what, what are you doing then to in, you know your I would assume in your industry there's continual learning that has to happen and maybe it's hands-on I'm not sure or is it you know do you take courses like how do you continually know what's new in the industry um in your current you know you're looking at new techniques and so forth so what do you do to keep, sort of make sure your your skills are sharp I just keep learning like if I don't know a plant I'll make sure I research it right then and there and just stay on top of it ask questions socialize with other landscapers to see what they're doing um, especially construction because that's a little bit different with hardscapes and I'm right. seeing what's new what's in what patterns are in this year and just constantly asking questions I would say and yeah. do you, you mentioned construction so is do you I'm assuming you work with homeowners directly but do you work with construction developers and stuff as well do they bring you in when they're doing I've, I've tried to make a few connections for sure in the last couple of years so Finding a good one that relates to what I do as well is, um, I definitely have some options for sure, but eventually I would like to add that to Margaret Valley, pair right. up with a construction team. I just haven't found the right fit yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe we can help. Maybe someone will hear this and reach yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that would be fun. What's the future for your brand? Like, where, Where's your vision and where you want to take it? It sounds like right now, you know, you're very hands-on. And, but as you grow, obviously you, you, that might 
won't might not be the case. But what's your vision? Do you have sort of your plan for expansion, other markets, adding other lines? Like, what, 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 it, maybe it's too early, but are you given any thought around what that looks like? I have so many ideas. Like <laughs> I have so so many goals, so many ideas. It's a little bit all over the place, but I. Right now, I'd love to continue doing the work because I, I can do it still and it's fun to me and, and I love it. But maybe down the line, start doing more virtual designs and consults all over the world. Maybe I could travel and create gardens. I'd love to kind of expand even to like Vancouver and go to Vancouver and do some projects. And so that and one day I actually would love to have my own TV show <laughs> maybe yeah. like one of those landscapes on HGTV you never know so yeah no it's right you never know I have so many ideas, so <laughs> many ideas. just need more time in the day yes you mentioned the virtual designs which I thought was interesting how are those clients finding you um it's yeah it's so far it's been great I haven't started this year's consults yet because we're still doing Christmas um but last year it was great I just kind of they send me pictures and approximate measurements and what kind of sun they get like uh, morning sun afternoon sun and then we just kind of go and then I look up their plans for their zones and go from there so interesting um how is your business change you mentioned the virtual side which is interesting but how is, is there other ways your business has changed because of the pandemic and COVID? Is there anything that sort of you've had to do different that you weren't doing? Um, um, not, not too much. I did lose a few um, jobs I was expecting or wanting this year, but that's totally fine. Everyone has their own stuff going on. But other than that, not really. We've been actually very, very lucky, and I'm extremely thankful that it it could have been a lot worse. We did really good this year, and... Um, other than just shortage of work, not too much has changed. It's interesting because I think, you know, doing, looking at stats, a lot of people, because they can't travel, they've actually spent more money in their house. Yes, or in their house. Buying a hot tub or, or landscaping or whatever, or doing that, hey, yeah. let's paint the house this year because we haven't. And because you work outside, I was just thinking, like, maybe you weren't affected as much because it's, you know, you're not going into necessarily having to go into people's houses so Definitely. I know there's been a big push on sort of people spending reinvesting back into their own yeah. home, their home a lot right so yeah and to add to that too I found this spring was fine like when COVID first happened my projects were still on the go it was actually in the fall when like you say people spent more money renovating the inside of their house and maybe didn't have enough that they thought because we thought COVID would be finished by now so oh this fall I took a big hit for sure more so than the spring so it was a little bit different than what I had expected but and is winter is looking good for business for you though yeah yeah that, yeah it's not bad yeah for sure yeah it, this year I think for everyone is more of a survival year <laughs> get through the year and just revamp next year so hopefully next year is a brighter brighter day but we'll see Interesting. Um, I warned you that we're going to switch focus. For, I have a few more questions I want to ask before I do. I'm, we're, we're going to we're going to ask some questions to get to know you a little bit better outside of sort of Sounds work. Great. Um, these are fun questions. Hopefully, hopefully okay. they you. The first one I thought was so perfect for what we're talking about today. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Oh, <laughs> I probably would be a top grafted hydrangea because I just absolutely love their blooms. Oh, that's too funny. They're, they're, they're actually are. I mean, I'm not obviously a big uh, plant person, but I definitely know hydrangeas and 
they're, they're one of my favorites. Yeah. Whenever I see really? Them. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. I love the different colors. Because I know. Which is really neat. Yeah. And each season too, like the flowers will start out white and then they go to a pink yeah. and then they go to a darker pink and it's just yeah. so fun all year. I love it. My growing up, my dad was a green thumb and our yard was always immaculate. He loved his flowers and his rose mm. gardens. And, and uh, but we never, at the end, sort of when he's, he couldn't really do it anymore, he planted a couple of hydrangeas and they were just beautiful. Oh, I love that. We had, like, we had fig trees and walnut trees. And oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Um, what would be the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? So today you just, you heard that you just, you matched all the numbers and you were an uber millionaire. What would you do? I'd buy a shop. I need a shop. Well, I love that I you need storage work. and I need a shop. That's awesome. <laughs> you continue to work. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I need room because I have all these ideas and I need more space. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Um, if you, when we could do, when we could go out and you ended up at a, uh, somewhere that was doing karaoke night what would be your song of choice oh my god I cannot sing so <laughs> oh I don't even know maybe any Christmas music because the jolly sounds will cover my voice <laughs> yeah. you don't have to know how to sing but yeah um, that's true you mentioned your grandma that is someone that you really looked up to is there if, if, if I asked like who's someone that has really inspired you to become who you are today would it be your grandma or is there somebody else you can kind of, you can really pinpoint and say, you know what, they've really been someone I admire and look up to as I've been starting. I probably, I would actually say probably my family, to be honest. We, I am extremely close with my parents and my sister. Um, and they have just basically taught me that you truly can do anything. Like you really can do whatever you think of. We lived in Winnipeg. Now I live in Kelowna with a landscape company. My sister's an RN nurse. Like we, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I have always just been so supported by them. I just, I can never thank them enough for all of that. So I probably would say not. Are they in the Okanagan, are they in Kelowna with you as well? Or are they back? Yes, they came after I left. I came here first. My sister came a couple months later to start her nursing at UBCO. Okay. And then they came a couple months after that so yeah we're we're all very close they live five minutes from me they're actually outside this room right now <laughs> are, they, are they involved obviously your sister's busy being around but are, are your is your mom or dad involved in the business helping out as well highly yes this fall actually because um covid was kind of throwing me for a loop my parents worked with me quite a bit right. on site and stuff and give me extra hands when i needed it and always on standby if I locked my keys in the truck or something <laughs> silly like which I've done many many too many times to actually admit so it's been great it's so nice having them here and it makes it it makes it even more special to be able to do this with them yeah so. that's awesome um if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be oh pizza hands down I love pizza for uh, sure that would be my answer for sure too. It's an easy one. Gin, wine, yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? If you have those, do you remember what those are? I, yeah, I was gonna say, I like, don't even remember. Um, I love Harry Potter. So I, if it's, I have a day off and it's raining, I will be watching Harry Potter all day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, those are long yeah. movies too, it'd be a full I day. I know, 
<laughs> but I do actually quite like um, painting and stuff too. They're kind of hobbies that I haven't been able or haven't had time to do. So I'm making myself do them this winter. So probably just things I've wanted to do all summer. <laughs> awesome. Uh, if you, you mentioned Harry Potter, if you were a superhero, what powers would you have? I would say mind reading, but I feel like that might backfire, being able to read people's <laughs> you know, minds. Yeah. yeah, so no, I'm going to stick with that, but that might backfire. Um, if you had the opportunity to have coffee with any celebrity, who would it be? You could just sit down with someone and talk about whatever it may be. Is there someone that comes to mind that you would want to talk to? No, I have no, I don't even know. I have so many people I would love to be able to talk to. Um, no, I, I can't even think. I'm That's not a, even sure on that one. Someone come, if someone comes to mind, you can. Yeah, it'll come to mind. Um, for sure. What's the most favorite place you've ever visited? Is there somewhere that when, when we're able to travel, you're saying, man, you just would love to go back there? To be honest, I love British Columbia. There's so much here I haven't been able to explore and I'm a homebody. So I probably would say just more of BC for sure. It's think, so beautiful. It's funny you say that because that's one part of uh, what we're going through now that it's almost forced us to explore our back. Yes. And we, I mean, yeah. I love the window and just seeing the mountains, the lake, but like it's so beautiful in BC and we always worry about leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, so, exactly. So, exactly no it's Last absolutely one. beautiful um, it might be a hard one for you to answer because i can see you're so passionate for what you do but if you were doing what you're doing if you were growing a successful landscaping business what would you be doing hmm. i i quite like animals so maybe something with animals not really like a veterinarian maybe just exploring right. that or even underwater plants and stuff that's a whole different section that I'm always so curious about but yeah so maybe something with the water and other plant or um, animals I don't know is there, I, I have so many ideas is there a, a lot of are people doing things like ponds and stuff in their yards like is that is that uh, yes yeah. they yes here and there but actually I find a lot of people are taking the ponds out mm -hmm. um, they're a lot of work a lot of work and Sometimes like even I'm used to everything, but sometimes like the smell of old ponds is just things like that people don't really consider or think of when they have a pond. Is it possible to keep, this is solely side note, but it's curious on the pond. Can you keep a pond year round going? Does it have to be, could it be deep enough that like, cause I've seen people put fish in it. Are you like every yeah. day pack it up and then redo it again? A lot of clients, I had a few clients last year, they actually had uh, koi ponds, so big okay. koi ponds. But I don't think the water actually freezes. And if it does, it's a very fine layer on the top, but the fish are still fine. Um, but you do need, I think, a heater for sure yeah. for them. But yeah, so yeah, well, you definitely could. <laughs> um, thank you for doing that. We, have, we do have a couple more questions before we wrap up is that um, as you were growing your business, as you're growing your business or starting your business, and you're fairly you know, new in it is, um, mm -hmm. What was the most difficult aspect for you? And is there, are there areas that you really struggle with or struggling with today? Or is there things that you're like, wow, that was a lot harder than I thought. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind or a few things think, that might come to mind? I think balancing the work life um, part of it is really tricky for me because I come home and I, I have a goal in mind that I'm going to relax, but my brain is not relaxing and I'm thinking of work and I'm thinking of that. I think 
shutting that off and being able to enjoy time with your family and not talking about work is that's been challenging for me but um and also bookkeeping I love doing the work but I hate computers <laughs> so that's just been an interesting um learning curve too kind of just trying to balance my time so everything gets done it's interesting on the the work-life balancing is because I mean I I think people that love what they do that's where it comes into because it's not work yeah. anymore like and I feel the yeah. same way like it's I love what I do so it's I don't even consider it work where yeah. that's why it's your your passion right so exactly yeah yeah for sure but sometimes you do need a break to <laughs> continue to enjoy your passion yeah no, for sure you definitely do I agree with that yeah. um you know what what do you love about what you do like what's what I like to ask the question of what's your why what gets you excited what gets you up in the morning you know you you definitely have a passion for what you do I could just see it you can hear it uh, you live breathe like so but you know why what what's the end goal for you what's what's the what's the why I think I just love helping people um not helping people think that gardens are not so overwhelming I love helping people I love changing um, a part of their home and being able to say that I did that or redesigning something that they may not have even thought of. I just love bringing what I can bring to their life. That's like, I live for that stuff. I love it. Yeah. And I love talking and meeting new people through this because it's something you can bond over, something you can um, enjoy together, I guess. Yeah, interesting because I think you're uh, your outdoor space in your home is sometimes taken for granted, but it's, it, it's to me, when you, if, when you drive into your home and it looks nice, you just feel that, right? It's like walking yeah, you into do. house, you're just like, ah. like, so when everything yeah. looks good, you just feel better. You do. And it's like a breath of fresh air. Plus like pre COVID you could have your friends over and it starts the conversation of your gardens and then somehow I get thrown into there. And I just, I love being a part of that. Like, I just love it for sure. Yeah. So anyone that's listening or, or watching and wants to learn more, wants to, you know, maybe has something they want to talk to you about or an idea or a project, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? For sure, my email or my phone, but my Instagram page, um, some people aren't on Instagram, but it is pretty cool to connect. I do lots of stories on tips and tricks of especially like even once landscaping is done we do house plans so if you have house plans you have no idea of instagram i'd say or just give me a call or i could come over whatever works awesome and, we'll, and we can include that in uh, that information in the in the follow-up article as well Perfect. But, um uh, sam thank you so much for joining me today it was fun it was great talking yeah, to you thank you your journey and your passion and, and i'm always curious on you know why people get into careers that they do and, and it totally, sounds like you totally. have a green thumb from you're a kid so it's, it's love which is awesome um yeah. as i mentioned i know that you know great outdoor, outdoor spaces do bring happiness for sure and, and, and you're definitely doing your part for that because i imagine you. you're done your work when an owner or a, you know a homeowner comes and sees that it's probably just big smile on your face yeah yeah, Pretty which fills my whole day for sure. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. So, um, I know you'll have lots of success. It sounds like you have tons of things that you want to do and you'll continually Thank grow. You. So maybe we can have you back one day when, when you I have love that. Show, when you have your big show and, and you're on Ellen or something, we can get back <laughs> and talk about that. Perfect. Any day, any day. Thank you so much for having me, Rob.
Um, thanks, Sam. Great talking to you. Uh, everyone, let's have a great rest of your day, and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Welcome to Business Matters, Good morning. Uh, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Valley First, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Sumelkameen, sorry, Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. And they also have a robust business and commercial team with the expertise, products, and services needed to help local businesses grow and thrive. For more information, visit valleyfirst.com business. And thank you to Valley First for sponsoring Business Matters and um, having these awesome discussions. So I'm Rob Capello, VP Business Development at Non-Media Group. And I'm excited to welcome Samantha Ulysse. And I, did I get that right, Ulysse? <laughs> Ulysse, close enough. Ulysse, Ulysse. <laughs> I said I would mess it up. I asked and yeah. I didn't mess it up. Um, Samantha, or Sam, as she goes, is the owner of Market Valley Landscaping, and we're talking proud parent to see her, the mini golden doodle, which I, is an amazing little dog, so you guys have to go check out his Instagram account. So, um, Market Valley Landscaper offers landscape design, consulting, yard maintenance, and seasonal displays, which is perfect for the holiday season that we're in. Um, Sam, you received gold in the 2020 Colonial Best of Columbia Landscaper category, bronze in the Young Entrepreneur category, and also gold is voted Kelowna's best landscaper. So you like cleaned up this year. <laughs> cleaned it up, yes. <laughs> no very exciting year for sure. Awesome. Um, so you, uh, you have a very unique story and you've grown a successful business. So we're super excited to hear all about it today. So let's get started. Okay, um, thank you. So why don't you tell us uh, to start off, just tell us about Market Valley Landscaping, you know, who you are and what you do and how long you've been in business, sort of the, a little bit of the Coles notes around sort of the business itself. Definitely. So Margaret Valley Landscaping started in the fall of 2018 um, and our first season was in the spring of 2019. Uh, like you mentioned, our main thing is usually regular maintenance clients. However, we do seasonal displays, designing, consulting, and um, yeah, so it's, it's great to kind of get outside. We started in the spring. Um, I have one employee named Walter and We've just been working so hard ever since. Last year was our first year, and this year we won gold, like you say. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to change people's vision of landscaping and help them kind of better their yard a little bit and get it better understand it. And yeah. So what? Where, I was curious on the name. So Margaret Valley yes. Landscaping. So where? Can, how did how did that come up? What's the origins of the name? Um, my grandmother's name, my mom's mom was named Margaret. She was my favorite person in the absolute world. She taught me so much. We bonded over plants, um, true crime and dramas and the color pink. <laughs> yeah. She was awesome. She actually suddenly passed away on my first day of horticulture school. So that was quite hard. But because of that, I kind of always said, if I do start a company, I'd love to incorporate her name somehow. So Margaret and then Valley because I am originally from Winnipeg so the prairie so the Okanagan Valley is so beautiful so I wanted to incorporate that as well so That's Margaret awesome. Valley was born. Oh what a neat story so I'm glad I asked because I wasn't sure I was trying to fi figure out how that sort of tied together that's a neat story so um, when it comes to landscaping projects and you mentioned sort of you're trying to redefine our stereotypical you know thought of what a yes. landscaper is but 
Um, do you typically, are, do you work in commercial, residential, or both? Where do you sort of, where do you find yourself? I like residential. I find it, it's more personal that way. Commercial is good too, but it's more of generic planting, whereas residential is more of the homeowner's theme and style, and it kind of represents them a little bit, which I find is like the whole reason I love it. So I design based on the clients. So residential is a little bit more personal. And, and where do you, like, how did you get your quote unquote green thumb? Um, it sounds like you have multiple green thumbs if possible. So like, where did you sound like you got a, you, you had sort of your passion for this when you were a child with your grandma and your mom, is that sort of yes. where it Definitely, I love plants. I find them so fascinating that a beautiful flower can come out of a little seed. Like that just blows my mind. <laughs> so we I've always loved them, like I said, with my grandma, but it was really, once I graduated high school, I found a really cool horticulture um, program. So it was called Green Space Horticulture um, and Landscape Design in Winnipeg. Okay. So that was a three-year course and I ended up getting a diploma out of it and a really good job. And it kind of just, kick-started this love of <laughs> love and teaching of plants and where do you it was interesting because I was going to ask that was my expression around sort of you know do you have formal quote-unquote like the sort of formal education in horticulture, yeah. which you do like when you're graduating from a program like that where do people usually end up working like where do you where do you usually go like is it working for other landscapers is it municipal like where do you typically yeah. end well, typically with my program specifically in Winnipeg, which they actually had to shut down because there was not enough interest, but you you go to school for, I think it's six months of the year, and then you have a practicum where you work um, and you have to get a job through this program. They actually set you up with a job so you can collect a certain amount of hours to move on to the second level. So from that, if you like the job that you were in because of your practicum, oftentimes they'll hire you full time. Or for me, for my situation specifically, I knew I wanted to move to BC when I was finished. So I actually ended up getting a job in Kelowna from my program. So it worked out. But oh. there's so many options. Like, so there's a golf course side of it, or there's like the landscape side. So it's kind of cool. It's specific to what you want to do. Interesting. So how, where do you get to, if you're going to, if you're going to start working with a, a homeowner, because let's say the residential side sort of where your passion is. What's the process you go through? Because uh, I'm assuming, you know, there's inspiration you pull in from your experience, but how do you get that, what the client wants as well? What's that process look like? Typically, especially here, some people don't really know plants, of course, like if you're not interested, you're not going to know certain plants, but they generally take me through their house or they show me a certain style or if they want, if they actually want to get into gardening, we'll pick easy plants that I can slowly teach them how to do or we pick low maintenance plants all together. So it's, it's, we could just come three times a year and help them clean, but it kind of just depends on the client. They're honestly all different. It's a wide range here for sure. So, yeah. And do you pull in, where do you pull your inspiration from? Like where, where do you, where do you get sort of? Uh... I just kind of, I, my, one of my favorite things is I love to go to bylands and walk around and see all the new varieties. So if I see a variety of a hydrangea, specifically I'll go to a client's house and I'll think oh that's a perfect spot for this type or I kind of just wing it to be honest I love everything so it's a test run for me that's great actually it comes more natural yeah right, that way. yeah, yeah so definitely you, we're talking about not being like your typical landscape company in, in you know I think yeah. landscape company and I think I'm going to a yard um, you know they have 
the gravel, they have the plants, they have the trees, yeah. like kind of like somewhat like a bylines, but you, you run a different model. Like you don't have yeah. a right now. So where do you source your products and plants? Like where do you get them? Dogwood or bylands for sure. I love bylands because they typically grow almost everything they sell there. So, you know, it's going to be climatized for Kelowna. Um, but dogwood is great too. They have so much options, so much stock. Um, annuals in the spring, we'll get some greenery. Like I try and go and help everyone a little bit and see what each garden center has to offer. But bylands for sure is my favorite. And then do you, do you, I would assume when you're doing your design, you're integrating more, more than just plants. Rock Definitely. In that sort of thing yeah. too. Again, you just work with partners to, to bring that in. Yes. I'm trying to make a good connection, I'd say with different trades here. So I have my tree guy, my irrigation guy, and all these different subcontracts, I guess. But if I can do it myself, I will do it is kind of how I try and do everything I can, but sometimes you just need a different resource. But yeah, so everything is kind of just, depending on the person's yard, kind of just go from there. Right, and is your passion more around the design side? Is that sort of what really, where you're, or, or to kind of, do you like everything kind of start to finish? Uh, yeah, I love, I love, I live for the before and afters, live for them. I love going into someone's yard and doing one thing, taking everything out and redoing it. I love it. But design is one of my favorite things for sure. Um, but because I'm young and this is a new company, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm making all these new clients and relationships. I just love doing the work. So right now I'm going to stay doing the work and try and do it all, but we'll see down the road yeah. what happens. So um, if someone is listening going, like a question that could can be posed is why work with a landscape designer? Like what's the benefits as compared to, I don't know, I guess you're do-it-yourself or whatever it may be, but what yeah. are the benefits of working with someone like yourself? It's, well, for me specifically, creativity and out-of-the-box ideas that maybe the homeowner would never have thought of, but mainly though plants, because plants are actually very tricky. And like for I love hydrangeas. If you've creeped my Instagram page, I, I'm obsessed. But there is like three different kinds of hydrangeas and they have require different, um, different everything. And if you don't really know that, you could spend all this money on a maybe the wrong variety. So it's really to pick the right varieties for your right location. Yeah, so you're bringing, so you're bringing the knowledge into, because I suspect even within the Okanagan, like depending where you are, if it's Lake Country or West Kelowna or Mission or wherever yeah. the varieties are going to be different. The type of tree that's going to that's going to thrive. The type of plants. Yes. It's not just the same old, same old. I would assume. And especially like people, um, a lot of my clients, of course, are from Vancouver or Calgary. But Vancouver specifically, a lot of people think that's the same climate, and it's actually quite opposite. So it's interesting to kind of teach them basics on, um, especially in their own yard, so they're not overwhelmed or they're doing it properly. You know. So you mentioned Vancouver, so how far reaching do you go? Like, are, are you traveling around a lot to help? To oh, the no. I mean, we, for the work-wise, we go from about Lake Country to Peachland in between. Yeah. Um, but in the off-season as well, we're talking about the winter stuff, I do a lot of online consulting. So mm -hmm. I consult and design gardens, right? I helped a lady last year on winter. She was in Australia in Brisbane. So, and like all over, like we have Greece, we have Germany, um, all over the States. So 
it's kind of fun because it challenges me to look up that zone and look up the difference and just continue learning basically. So before, yeah. before COVID, are there, I assume that there's like trade shows and events that you can go to as well to kind of get inspiration. So now yeah. you know, happening, how do you do that? Do you, do you, is your Saturday morning wandering around bylines looking what's there? Like, <laughs> you do that pretty well <laughs> I pretty much do that on a Tuesday anyways um there actually wasn't too many like landscape specific like there's the home and garden show but um there was another landscaper here that I was talking to about it it would be nice if they actually we created like a actual landscape specific event um because there's just not enough there's not enough knowledge in that and I think that'd be kind of cool for sure but with COVID now I'm not really sure how that's gonna work <laughs> I was going to say that's another business you can start. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I was doing some research on the company, one thing is uh, really stood out is your reviews. You had a lot of five-star reviews. And, you know, I when we work with clients, one thing I always say is that you can say you're offered the best service, but there's only a few that actually do it, right? Yeah. So you can say you're the best, but you've got to live it and breathe it. So what really set, like... Where, where does that come from? Like what sets you apart when it comes to the customer service side? Cause that really stood out to me because, you know, yeah. I was I think really person saying they weren't happy. I didn't find one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I love, um, I love the connection with my clients. I love being invited to their house weekly to clean their yard and be a part of their life. I think I kind of, um, I go a little bit more personal with each and everyone I talk to, especially on, um, Instagram where I have this following and I, I make a point to answer everyone's messages and answer questions and just get more involved that way. So that way they get to know me a little bit better too. And that is how I get these good reviews because they truly know me and they know I'm not, they know I'm genuine for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, you've done, you've had a lot of uh, shout outs from Jillian Harris. Yes. And you, Jillian said, you're the person behind her amazing landscaping. How did how did that all come about? How did that relationship come about? That actually started before I started my company. Um, I I met Jill through a friend, and I reached out because I knew she was building her house at the time in her garden, and I probably suspected she didn't have a landscaper or at least a landscape maintenance person. So I sent her an email and I said, I'd love to come take care of your yard. Um, if you could give me a shot and she answered right away and five years later now I'm doing her displays and her front porch displays for her photo shoots and her landscaping and it's just taken off and yeah we've built a really good relationship from it too which I'm always so thankful for. That's awesome you mentioned sort of your displays um, that's one area that you know I, I jokingly said before we hopped on the call that talking to a landscaper in December today being December 1 yeah. um, it's kind of in my mind I'm like oh that's kind of an interesting discussion but then I want to dive deeper there's so much more that you do which is like you just said so you're doing wreaths and you're doing yeah. these interesting displays around doors and stuff so can you speak around that sort of seasonality of how you keep oh, busy it doesn't matter what time it is doing. the best time like once May comes around and you're doing your summer planters oh my goodness you'll never see me I'm just everywhere right. it's awesome because this way you can have um, spring planters, summer, fall, winter. So you change the displays if you're not really into even landscaping. It's it's a way that's a little bit, it's a different change for sure than just trying to take care of your garden. You can take care of your planters and just have that as your garden. Um, so that got really big. I was doing that before with Jill. And then when I started my own company and we were both promoting it, it just took off and 
Um, a lot of times too, people don't really know what to plant or what planters would look good. Or so in that aspect too, it's another learning curve for people to see like, this looks good with this and this is how you make a planter. And it's just, it's so fun. It's so different each year. What's what's uh, trending right now for holiday season? What's what's in? Oh, the big reefs, I'd say. I've made so many reefs, my fingers are just like raw. <laughs> but it's so fun because these reefs, um, if you maintain them, and I also show them how to do that, you can have them for so long. Like each seasonal display lasts about three months each wow. time. So it is worth the money and it makes people happy. It kind of gets you into the next season and yeah, so it's it's a hit. It's a big hit here. So are you custom making each one for your client, or do you make like yes. a bunch of the same ones, or, that, or is everyone sort of unique in a sense? I make them from scratch. So if they want one previously that maybe they saw in my post, I can make the same. But they're like eyebrows; they're never the same. They're always different. <laughs> That's <awesome. laughs> just sisters. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there any, is there a project you can kind of, is, you know, you said you've, you launched in 2018. Is there a project that really stands out for you? Something you did, you're extra proud of? Is there something that you can say, man, I remember working on this landscape or with this client that really stands out for you? I would say Jillian Harris's wedding bed. So because before COVID, they were planning on getting married this year um, and things changed. But we created this wedding bed out of nothing. It was this empty corner. 55 foot bed and we just created like the most whimsical garden out of it and I was so proud because that was the first one that I made on my own and yeah it was just I'll never forget that for sure interesting yeah. um yeah so what, what are you doing then to in, you know you're I would assume in your industry there's continual learning that has to happen and maybe it's hands-on I'm not sure yeah. or is it you know do you take courses like how do you continually know what's new in the industry um, in your current, you know, you're looking at new techniques and so forth. So what do you do to keep, sort of make sure your, your skills are sharp? I just keep learning. Like if I don't know a plant, I'll make sure I research it right then and there and just stay on top of it, ask questions, socialize with other landscapers to see what they're doing. Um, especially construction, because that's a little bit different with hardscapes and I'm right. seeing what's new, what's in, what patterns are in this year and just constantly asking questions, I would say. And do you, you mentioned construction, so is, do you, I'm assuming you work with homeowners directly, but do you work with construction developers and stuff as well? Do they bring you in when they're doing? I've, I've tried to make a few connections for sure in the last couple of years. So finding a good one that relates to what I do as well is, um, I definitely have some options for sure, but eventually I would like to add that to Margaret Valley, pair up with a construction team. I just haven't found the right fit yet yeah okay. uh, maybe we can help maybe someone will hear this and reach yeah, out yeah maybe <laughs> that so would be fun what's the future for your brand like where, where's your vision and where you want to take it it sounds like right now you know you're very hands-on and but as you grow obviously you, you, that might won't might not be the case but what's your vision do you have sort of your plan for expansion other markets adding other lines like what, what, it, maybe it's too early but are you giving any thought around what that looks like i have so many ideas like <laughs> i have so so many goals so many ideas it's a little bit all over the place but i right now i'd love to continue doing the work because i i can do it still and it's fun to me and, and i love it but 
maybe down the line start doing more virtual designs and consults all over the world maybe I could travel and create gardens I'd love to kind of expand even to like Vancouver and go to Vancouver and do some projects and so that and one day I actually would love to have my own tv show <laughs> maybe like one of those landscapes on HGTV you never know so yeah no it's right you never know I have so many ideas, so many ideas. <laughs> just need more time in the day yes you mentioned the virtual designs which I thought was interesting how are those clients finding you um it's yeah, it's, so far it's been great. I haven't started this year's consults yet because we're still doing Christmas. Um, but last year it was great. I just kind of, they send me pictures and approximate measurements and what kind of sun they get, like uh, morning sun, afternoon sun. And then we just kind of go and then I look up their plants for their zones and go from there. So Interesting. Um, how has your business changed? You mentioned the virtual side, which is interesting, but how... Is, is there other ways your business has changed because of the pandemic and COVID? Is there anything that sort of you had to do different that you weren't doing? Um, um, not, not too much. I did lose a few um, jobs I was expecting or wanting this year, but that's totally fine. Everyone has their own stuff going on. But other than that, not really. We've been actually very, very lucky and I'm extremely thankful that it, it could have been a lot worse. We did really good this year and um, other than just shortage of work, not too much has changed. It's interesting because I think, you know, doing, looking at stats, a lot of people, because they can't travel, they've actually spent more money in their house. Yes, or in their house. Buying a hot tub or, or landscaping or whatever, or doing that, hey, yeah. let's paint the house this year because we haven't. And because you work outside, I was just thinking like maybe you weren't affected as much because it's, you know, you're not going into necessarily having to go into people's houses. So Definitely. I know there's been a big push on sort of people spending, reinvesting back into their own yeah. home, their home a lot, right? So. Yeah, and to add to that too, I found this spring was fine. Like when COVID first happened, my projects were still on the go. It was actually in the fall when, like you say, people spent more money renovating the inside of their house and maybe didn't have enough that they thought because we thought COVID would be finished by now. So. Yeah. This fall, I took a big hit for sure, more so than the spring. So it was a little bit different than what I had expected. But and is winter is looking good for business for you though? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, this year, I think for everyone is more of a survival year. <laughs> Get through the year and just revamp next year. So hopefully next year is a brighter, brighter day. But we'll see. Interesting. Um, I warned you that we're going to switch focus. For, I have a few more questions I want to ask before I do. I'm, we're, we're going to we're going to ask some questions to get to know you a little bit better outside of sort of Sounds work. Great. Um, these are fun questions. Hopefully, hopefully they help you. The first one I thought was so perfect for what we're talking about today. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Oh, <laughs> I probably would be a top grafted hydrangea because I just absolutely love their blooms. Oh, that's too funny. They're, they're, they're actually are. I mean, I'm not obviously a big uh, plant person, but I definitely know hydrangeas and they're one of my favorites. Yeah. Whenever I see really? Them. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. good. I love the different colors. Because I know. Which is really neat. Yeah, and each season too, like the flowers will start out white and then they go to a pink yeah. and then they go to a darker pink and it's just yeah. so fun all year. I love it. My growing up, my dad was, 
a green thumb in our yard was always immaculate. He loved his flowers and his rose mm. gardens. And, and uh, but we never, at the end, sort of when he, he couldn't really do it anymore, he planted a couple of hydrangeas and they were just beautiful. Oh, like, I love that. Like, you know, like, we had fig trees and walnut trees. And <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, what would be the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? So today you just, you heard that you had just, you matched all the numbers and you were an uber millionaire. What would you do? I'd buy a shop. I need a shop. Well, I love that I you need storage work. and I need a shop. That's awesome. <laughs> you continue to work. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I need room because I have all these ideas and I need more space. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Um, if you, when we could do, when we could go out and you ended up at a, uh, somewhere that was doing karaoke night what would be your song of choice oh my god I cannot sing so <laughs> oh I don't even know maybe any Christmas music because the jolly sounds will cover my voice <laughs> yeah you, karaoke, you don't have to know how to sing but yeah um, that's true you mentioned your grandma that is someone that you really looked up to is there if, if, if I ask like who's someone that has really inspired you to become who you are today would it be your grandma or is there somebody else you can kind of, you can really pinpoint and say, you know what, they've really been someone I admire and look up to as I've been starting. To I probably, I would actually say probably my family, to be honest. We, I am extremely close with my parents and my sister. Um, and they have just basically taught me that you truly can do anything. Like you really can do whatever you think of. We lived in Winnipeg. Now I live in Kelowna with a landscape company. My sister's an RN nurse. Like we, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And I have always just been so supported by them. I just, I can never thank them enough for all of that. So I probably would say not. Are they in the Okanagan, are they in Kelowna with you as well? Or are they? Back? Yes, they came after I left. I came here first. My sister came a couple months later to start her nursing at UBCO. Okay. And then they came a couple months after that so yeah we're we're all very close they live five minutes from me they're actually outside this room right now <laughs> are they involved yeah. obviously your sister's busy being around but are, are your is your mom or dad involved in the business helping out as well highly yes this fall actually because um covid was kind of throwing me for a loop my parents worked with me quite a bit right. on site and stuff and give me extra hands when i needed it and always on standby if I locked my keys in the truck or something <laughs> silly like which I've done many many too many times to actually admit so it's been great it's so nice having them here and it makes it it makes it even more special to be able to do this with them yeah so. that's awesome um if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be oh pizza hands down I love pizza for uh, sure that would be my answer for sure too. It's an easy one. Pizza and wine, yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? If you have those, do you remember what those are? I, I was gonna say, I like, don't even remember. Um, I love Harry Potter. So I, if it's, I have a day off and it's raining, I will be watching Harry Potter all day. Yeah. That's a long, those are long yeah. movies too, it'd be a full I day. I know, <laughs> but I do actually quite like, um, painting and stuff too the kind of hobbies that I haven't been able or haven't had time to do so I'm making myself do them this winter so probably just things I've wanted to do all summer awesome uh if you you mentioned Harry Potter if you were a superhero what powers would you have 
I would say mind reading, but I feel like that might backfire being able to read. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, I'm going to stick with that, but that might backfire. Um, if you had the opportunity to have coffee with any celebrity, who would it be? You could just sit down with someone and talk about whatever it may be. Is there someone that comes to mind that you would want to talk to? No, I have no, I don't even know. I have so many people I would love to be able to talk to. Um, no, I, I can't even think. I'm That's not okay. even sure on that one. Someone come, if someone comes to mind, you can. Yeah, it'll come to mind. Um, for sure. What's the fa most favorite place you've ever visited? Is there somewhere that when, when we're able to travel, you're saying, man, you just would love to go back there? To be honest, I love British Columbia. There's so much here I haven't been able to explore and I'm a homebody. So I probably would say just more of BC for sure. It's so beautiful. It's funny you say that because that's one part of uh, what we're going through now that it's almost forced us to explore our back. Yes. We, I mean, yeah. I love the window and just seeing the mountains, the lake, but like it's so beautiful in BC and we always worry about leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, so, exactly. So exactly no it's Last absolutely question. beautiful um, it might be a hard one for you to answer because i can see you're so passionate for what you do but if you were doing what you're doing if you were growing a successful landscaping business what would you be doing hmm. i i quite like animals so maybe something with animals not really like a veterinarian maybe just exploring right. that or even underwater plants and stuff that's a whole different section that I'm always so curious about but yeah so maybe something with the water and other plant or um, animals I don't know is there I, I have so many ideas is there a, a lot of are people doing things like ponds and stuff in their yards like is that is that uh, yes yeah. they yes here and there but actually I find a lot of people are taking the ponds out mm -hmm. um, they're a lot of work a lot of work and sometimes like even I'm used to everything but sometimes like the smell of old ponds is just things like that people don't really consider or think of when they have a pond is it possible to keep this is slowly side note but it's curious on the pond can you keep a pond year-round going does it have to be could it be deep enough that like because I've seen people put fish in it are you like every yeah. pack it up and then redo it again a lot of clients, I had a few clients last year, they actually had a koi ponds, so big okay. koi ponds, but I don't think the water actually freezes. And if it does, it's a very fine layer on the top, but the fish are still fine. Um, but you do need, I think, a heater for sure yeah. for them. But yeah, so yeah, you definitely could. <laughs> um, thank you for doing that. I do have a couple more questions before we wrap up is that, um, as you were growing your business, as you're growing your business or starting your business, and you're fairly, you know, new in it, is um, what was the most difficult aspect for you? And is there are there areas that you really struggle with or struggling with today, or is there things that you're like, wow, that was a lot harder than I thought? Is there anything that kind of comes to mind, or a few things think, that might come to mind? I think balancing the work life um, part of it is really tricky for me because I come home and I. I have a goal in mind that I'm going to relax, but my brain is not relaxing and I'm thinking of work and I'm thinking of that. I think shutting that off and being able to enjoy time with your family and not talking about work is, that's been challenging for me, but, um, and also bookkeeping. I love doing the work, but I hate computers. <laughs> so that's just been an interesting um, learning curve too. Kind of just trying to balance my time so everything gets done. It's interesting on the, 
the work-life balancing is because I mean I I think people that love what they do that's where it comes into because it's not work yeah. anymore like and I feel yeah. the same way. like it's I love what I do so it's I don't even consider it work where yeah. that's why it's your your passion right so exactly yeah yeah for sure but sometimes you do need a break to <laughs> continue to enjoy your passion yeah, no, for sure. You definitely do. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what do you love about what you do? Like what's what I like to ask the question of what's your why? What gets you excited? What gets you up in the morning? You know, you, you definitely have a passion for what you do. I could just see it. You can hear it. Uh, you live, breathe. Like, so, but, you know, why, what, what's the end goal for you? What's, what's the, what's the why? I think I just love helping people um, not, helping people think that gardens are not so overwhelming. I love helping people. I love changing um, a part of their home and being able to say that I did that or redesigning something that they may not have even thought of. I just love bringing what I can bring to their life. That's like, I live for that stuff. I love it. Yeah. And I love talking and meeting new people through this because it's something you can bond over, something you can um, enjoy together, I guess. Yeah, interesting because I think your uh, your outdoor space in your home is sometimes taken for granted. But it's it, it's to me when you if, when you drive into your home and it looks nice, you just feel that. Right? It's like walking. Yeah, you into do. House, you're just like ah. like so when everything yeah. looks good, you just feel better. You do, and it's like a breath of fresh air. Plus, like pre-COVID, you could have your friends over, and it starts the conversation of your gardens, and then somehow I get thrown into there and I just, I love being a part of that. Like, I just love it for sure. Yeah. So anyone that's listening or, or watching and wants to learn more, wants to, you know, maybe has something they want to talk to you about or an idea or a project, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? For sure my email or my phone, but my Instagram page, um, some people aren't on Instagram, but it is pretty cool to connect. I do lots of stories on tips and tricks of especially like even once landscaping's done we do house plans so if you have house plans you have no idea of instagram i'd say or just give me a call or i could come over whatever works awesome and, we'll, and we can include that in uh, that information in the in the follow-up article as well Perfect. But, um uh, sam thank you so much for joining me today it was fun it was great talking yeah, with you thank you your journey and your passion and, and i'm always curious on you know why people get into careers that they do and, and it totally, sounds like you totally. have a green thumb from you're a kid so it's, it's love which is awesome um yeah. as i mentioned i know that you know great outdoor, outdoor spaces do bring happiness for sure mm -hmm. and, and you're definitely doing your part for that because i imagine you. you're done your work when an owner or a, you know a homeowner comes and sees that it's probably just a big smile on your face yeah yeah, Pretty which fills my whole day for sure. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. So, um, I know you'll have lots of success. It sounds like you have tons of things that you want to do and you'll continually Thank grow. You. So maybe we can have you back one day when, when you I have love that. when you have your big show and, and you're on Ellen or something, we can get back and talk about that. Perfect. Any day, any day. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Um, thanks, Sam. Great talking to you. Uh, everyone, let's have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.